King Baba Baba guys, it's Riley. Welcome back to Really Riley the Podcast. Anyways, if you're new here, we'll be talking about the good and the bad experiences we've had, family drama, relationships, college and career, some special guests, and maybe a few surprises. Unfortunately, my dad is not able to be here with us today due to being hospitalized. A few weeks ago, he was admitted to the hospital because of a diabetic coma. But don't worry, he's making a speedy recovery and he'll be back recording with us soon. And today, we're going to be talking about staying true to yourself and how to handle rejection. Today, we have a special friend and guest, Isabel. Isabel was recently interviewed by the executive fashion and beauty editor of Harper's Bazaar and featured in Forbes. Alrighty, let's get into it. Welcome, Isabel, to my podcast. So excited to have you here on the show. Well, Riley, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's always exciting to do cool stuff with you. So what can I say? I'm Isabel Boulou, a Canadian-born fashion designer. I make swimwear and lingerie for a living. I think I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I have a pretty little shop at Lime Grove Lifestyle Center, which is here in Barbados. It's called Sirenas, after my brand of swimwear. And I have another label called Naked Intimates, which is a beautiful uh, nature-inspired lingerie brand. What would you say is like your favorite, is like swimwear your favorite to make or lingerie is like your favorite, if you could pick? That's so hard. I think that swimwear is so exciting because it's lingerie that you wear to the beach. It's what you show to the, you know. Like to the public eye. To the public eye. And it really... I make pieces that help women be more confident and be the best version of themselves in public. Right. Where lingerie is me helping them make them the best versions of themselves like in, in the bedroom. private. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little like <laughs> privacy there. Yeah. A little more intimacy. Um, what was it like to be featured in Forbes and to be called a genius by the editor of Harper's Bazaar? That's like insane. Like my dream right there. Well, thanks, Riley. It was really cool, actually. And I think one of the things that I've learned through this experience is that, you know, the work that you do behind the scenes doesn't always show up right away. And you can get frustrated, but the idea is that it eventually sinks in and yeah. uh, pays off in the end. So and it's keep crazy. working at it. It's <laughs> crazy that, like, you knew about, like, it being in featured like you're going to be featured but you couldn't like talk about it until it was released and it was just recently released wasn't it because of like COVID and everything yeah so one of the things that I learned um you know over the years is that sometimes uh, you might get cut and so you don't want to be like telling your friends hey I was featured in this magazine and then your thing gets cut that's like so depressing yeah you want to like keep it pretty exclusive so you just keep it to yourself and then when it does land you're like oh cool. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, I did that like two years ago, but like no one has to know (laughs) kind of a thing. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty awesome. And one of the things that I learned is that um, sometimes these opportunities just land themselves on you and you have no idea. Like with the travel writer from Forbes, she just came into my shop and was trying on a bunch of bikinis. And then she was like, hey, do you want to be in Forbes? And I was like, do what? (laughs) It's like, uh, yes, like, of course, a hundred percent, but you got to like play it cool. Yeah. You have to play it cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Like I'll totally be the cover or whatever. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll fit you into my uh, 
my Monday morning. It's okay if, yeah, exactly. I'll fit you right in. It's okay <laughs> if I'm page 10 or 12 or like 25. It doesn't matter, whatever. Or if you want to make me the cover, like that's cool as well. Yeah, but it's really nice. And then when you get to meet people, you know, I think it's also important to kind of look at your peer group and say, hey, you know, okay, I have this awesome opportunity. Who else can I try and bring into this and give them an opportunity too? But sometimes, you know, that's what I've learned like in the past, like not everybody can come on this journey with you, like on this roller coaster ride. Mm. Like some people... Oh, they just have to be like, I guess, I don't know, like you have to keep it exclusive. You don't want to have everybody in your business kind of a thing. I know. And some like things that like the good things that like happen to you, you can't always like share that stuff. So I know, I it know. It can be a little upsetting, but I mean, you can't always bring everybody along for the ride. And, and that's like the shitty part, I think, with it too. You know, and I think as women, we're so socialized to be helping others and trying to encourage others along the way. Sometimes we have to just make ourselves pause and celebrate our own wins. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's like such a, I couldn't say like pet peeve, but it's, I mean, I don't know. Could I say like pet peeve? It's a pet peeve of mine. I don't celebrate my own wins and it's like really bad. Like I'm always like putting others before myself and people don't see it that way. But like I see it that way. Like I'm always tripping up after my own self, but I'm never like being like, oh yeah, like congrats. Like you did that right. Like celebrate yourself. Um, You've come so far. Yeah. And I think uh, it's important for us to celebrate our wins because if not, this feels like a never ending journey and you're always looking to the next step. I feel like that's me too. Like, I'm always looking about like, okay, like I have this podcast, but like, oh my gosh, like, what do I want to do next? Like in my acting or modeling career or in my singing career, which is stay tuned. I'll be dropping some tracks. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this. Celebrating your own wins are really important for your own self-perception mm -hmm. and not focusing on others' perceptions of you. Because as you go through your career, sometimes people will say, oh, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. But if you are solid in what you believe and what you want to do, you can only go right places. Like, and I saw a quote this morning and I'll read it. Like I posted it on my Instagram and it says, be yourself, accept yourself, love yourself and empower yourself. And I feel like that's a big thing for women because a lot of us girls or just women in general, like we don't accept ourselves. And that's such a huge problem because that leads to self-esteem issues. And like girls are always like looking like, oh my gosh, like I'm not pretty enough. And if I'm not pretty enough, then I'm not successful enough. And then I don't love myself enough. And it's like, we don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. So I think that that's such a beautiful quote and I just had to share. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a beautiful quote and uh, it's really interesting, you know, like I've seen thousands of women in changing rooms and their perceptions are really written all over their face. If they come out of a changing room and they're looking to their partner for some kind of affirmation, it's almost automatic. The partner looks at them, sees that they're insecure and... And tries to like reassure them. Either reassure them or they just almost reject them so like oh the lady will come out of the changing room and be like honey what do you think and then she puts on this like half grin like huh and then they immediately just look at their partner and then they see the insecurity on their face and they're like oh no I don't think you like it so I don't like it either and the woman can look stunning in whatever she's put on and if she is not confident they're not going to feel the confidence from her and right. so nobody is going to win so I always take it, I do this really silly thing where I like take the woman by her hand and I spank it. And just that little act. It's like a of, rubber band. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, stop doing that. Go back in and come back out again and be confident. And 
when she does that, all of a sudden, it breaks the ice and everybody right. starts to laugh. And she, the next few pieces she tries on, you know, she gets to connect with the ones that suit her. Mm-hmm. And we just go from there. And then that's how women, sometimes all women, we need a little reminder. Confidence boost. Like yeah. A little confidence boost as a reminder to love yourself. And that's why one of our last campaigns was called the Love Yourself Campaign as a gentle reminder that we need to focus inwards and work on our inner sanctuary because what our vision of the world is on the inside is what we manifest outside. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like as individuals, we have to start pointing out what you love about yourself rather than what you hate about yourself because what you love is so much bigger than what you hate. So Riley, you always look like you're shining. So tell me what you do to make yourself shine. Oh, goodness gracious. People think (laughs) that I'm so confident, but honestly, like I'm not. I think like 10 times before I post an Instagram picture and sometimes if it's not good enough, I'll archive it or just delete it. Um, But I think we have to start where like you have to start believing that nothing is too good for you and also check the voices in your head. Like I have like this inner voice in my head where it's like, Is it trying to build me up and bring me more confidence or is it trying to tear me down? What do you think about that? I think that, you know, in my experience, the most humbling thing that's happened to me is giving birth to my two children because literally you're thrown into this new world that you can't imagine of having an infant that is reliant on you um, for breastfeeding and Uh, for survival and then I found that to be the most humbling experience and that shook my confidence quite a lot I was like am I up to this challenge but you have to just get through every single day and when you get through that day the next day you can only look back and like it would become easier going forward yeah going forward all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh I made it through those terrible nights, you know, I made it through this time and you start to grow your confidence a little bit more. And I just think that that's so amazing about women in general, but enough baby talk, Riley, or are babies on your radar? Only baby I have right now is this podcast and for all of my other aspirations that I'm fulfilling in my life currently. Amazing, amazing. These are the best years, honestly, when you're building your Your 20s are the best years, I feel like. Um, (laughs) And there's no need for me to date or anything right now. Like I'm just so caught up in what my career is to be that I don't have time to be with anybody. And sometimes I get sad about it because I see like all of my friends and they have boyfriends or they're married or engaged. And I'm just like, oh. That's cute. I wish I could have that, but I have so much more on the line for me. Um, And on the verge of success is key. So that's where I'm at right now. But. But what? But. Oh my gosh, Riley, don't tell me that a young, beautiful, successful podcaster like you doesn't have interest or any love interests or a line behind her. I mean, like I have a lot of suitors, I guess you could say. (laughs) Like I definitely do, but I just, they don't suit me. So. Tell me about your most recent relationship or was it like a situationship? Definitely a situationship, although he doesn't like that I call it that. But it's definitely it's definitely that or at least it was. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know? I want all the deets. Give me the deets. Uh, like, um, I want to know how this person made you feel. Because if they're not in your life anymore, it's for a reason, right? But I want to know how they made you feel. Like, why did you feel magic with this person there's just we're into this like we're into similar things I mean he has he's in the business like he's in the media himself um and I guess 
it's just like little quirks. I don't know. Uh, he makes me laugh a lot. He's very sarcastic. Um, he's an attractive, good-looking dude, you know? Um, he looks younger, even though than he is. Uh, and we have a bunch of mutual friends. So it was kind of like those little quirks that made me click with him. Like, And actually, fun fact, it was funny because um, mutual friends that we have, we did a skit together, and the skit was based off of me being with some other guy, but okay. then I turned out to being with this guy. So that's kind of how that Ooh. happened. And that was like, I know that's a juicy detail for those in my life that know four years ago I've known wow. this guy for four years and like I wouldn't say like he's a good person to depend on because I wouldn't depend on anybody but myself but I could drop everything and call him for something and he would totally answer the phone and do whatever I like I needed so it's just like loyalty I guess all right we'll put him on the back burner for the time now so like and what are you looking for in somebody new or do you think that you're going to take it some time to cool off a bit I think I'm going to take some time to cool off uh, especially after this love interest that I had because it um you know, I wouldn't say like heartbreak, um, but I'm a little saddened by it. But yeah, definitely going to take some time time off and focus on myself a lot more and what my career has to offer. But that doesn't mean that I feel sorry for loving him at all. But let me ask you this. Do you find that, I mean, at least when I was younger, it used to take me a long time to heal from these heartbreaks. Yes. I would be just... Definitely. You know, devastated. How would you feel? Like, would you sit in your room and like cry? Like... Eat for ice, hours on eat, the end. Eat ice cream. No, I'm kidding. I never did ben that. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate flavor. No. Cookies and cream. Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla. Oh no, the cookie dough one is really good. Cookies no, no, my no. Favorite cookie dough all the way. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, like, what would you do? Would you watch movies all day? Like, talk to your friends? Listen, ghosts? you you go through this. It's even in your marriage, and I bet your dad can talk to us more about this on the next episode. But I feel like you go through sometimes mini heartbreaks, just things, you know, because you have these expectations of yourself and of another person, and they're not always going to go right and they're mm-hmm. not always going to be synchronized. But you just have to be able to come back and retreat to your little inner sanctuary. It's like, okay, let's reel in the fishing line now. Yeah, yeah, reel right. in the fishing line, exactly. And, um, and yeah, at the end of the day, sometimes what you have in your heart is manifested on the outside. So you really got to focus on your inner world, girl. Yeah. And like the uncertainty of right now is like here to teach you. So I feel like all of this, like even if it's like a little heartbreak is here to teach me for something that's bigger. Like maybe I'm not supposed to be with this person because there's something bigger on the line. And maybe that's for my career. I'm just not supposed to be in a relationship right now. Exactly. Or a situationship or any ship. Uh, There's no ship docked right now. No. (laughs) No. And you know what? This pandemic is here to teach us about what is important and And to be patient. And that it's okay to be alone. Yeah. It's okay to be alone. Like you have to be patient. Like be patient with your heart, with yourself, but it's also okay to be alone. And that's always been something that I've struggled with. Um, and I don't really open up to people about my struggles, but I've decided to do that, especially here on the air. But um, yeah, like healing is a process and we have to remember that healing is happening even when it feels like it's not. And what and kind yeah. of rituals do you have in your day-to-day life just to to help promote healing? Like, are you a journaler? Do you like spend Definitely a not a journaler. I, I've tried to journal. And Why like, is journaling so hard? I don't know. Like, I sit down and I like take out the pen and paper or like my notebook. My, I have so many of them. Like, they're all pretty different covers and fancy <laughs> covers or whatever. And I'm, I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, shit, what am I supposed to say? I know. And then and there's then always pe- that, that yeah. feeling that somebody's going to find it. Yes. Like your teenage diary. Doesn't that freak you out? Oh my gosh. I never had one, thank the Lord, because I feel like my mom would be so nosy and just like go through all of it and be like, I knew that you were always like secretly loving this like boy or whatever. And just like, or this girl or whatever. And like, it would just be like so crazy. Um, 
But yeah, no, I've never had a diary. Have you had a diary? Yeah, and actually, it's funny enough, my sister was going through uh, some barrels that she keeps of books for my kids. Oh my gosh. And, uh, oh my gosh. Did and she, she buy one? Yeah, and then she shared it with like my teenage niece. I was like, oh my gosh. Now, now they know my private deeds. It's okay. It was a long time ago. Yeah, I think I had like one diary and it was with one of my best friends at the time. And it was like when we were like eight or 10 years old. And um, and we would just like write secret messages or whatever, like, you know, or about our days, like in that. But it would never be about like any boy drama or anything like that. Or maybe it was, who knows? It was so long ago that I don't really remember. But never had um, a diary that I would keep all my secrets in. I just feel like, you know, if I'm here to tell, then I'm here to tell. And if not, then you just don't know. And I'm taking it to the grave kind of a thing. <laughs> Okay, after your uh, your hiatus from uh, from love, what would you like in an ideal, like a life partner? Do you want somebody as ambitious as you, or do you definitely? Need to- I feel like they have to be super ambitious, um, just like me, and they have to be okay with me working all late hours on an evening or during the day because I'm like working all day, twenty four seven, because it's a huge job for one, and you. Just they have to be okay with that, yeah. for sure. They I have think, to be okay with my passions and my ambitions and like how ambitious that I am. I'm very outgoing and yeah. You need to have somebody, I think, that will let you fly, but also anchor you at the same time. I, uh, yeah, I was going to say like, I need someone to anchor me as well because yeah, I don't want to be Because like, there's so many place. things that you're going to go through in your young life, like loss and... Um, you know, grief and then, you know, heartbreaks and you're going to go through not just heartbreaks in a romantic sense, but also just, you know, in your business and in friendships and you need somebody that's going to be there for you no matter what. Yeah, I definitely need somebody to ground me. Um, I have, I don't think I've stumbled across them yet though. Yeah, but you have really high, uh, you have a high benchmark because your dad is like your anchor, right? Oh, my dad is my number one supporter. Um, my parents both support me, but yeah, definitely. He's like literally my best friend and he he holds me down when it comes to that stuff. But uh, yeah. I could talk to him about anything about boys. He knows about this one, but yeah, I could talk to him about whatever's bothering me and he'll just set me back in place and be like, it's like a record. Okay, look, let's spin the track backwards. Like, here we go. Yeah, Daddy Dale be like, we'll come again, my selector. If he was here right now, he'd be like, really, Riley? Really, Riley? That's what he would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the terms under which this breakup happened, like, was it your choice? Like, what happened? I think it was definitely his choice, but it wasn't even a breakup. It was just like a mutual decision. Or maybe, like, I mean, it just had to be a mutual decision. Like, this is not going anywhere else. And you should just start healing now before it's too late. So you felt a bit rejected. Oh, I felt totally rejected. Oh, that sucks. Sorry about that. Yeah. But hey, life, right? But have you forgiven yourself more importantly or have you forgiven him? Um, I don't think there's anything to forgive myself for because like I said, I don't regret loving, like falling for this person or like loving him in That's any amazing. way. That's um, amazing. And I don't know if there's anything to forgive him for because it's not like he did anything wrong. We were just two genuine people who were really good friends that like each other and it just was a spark that happened and you know it's just time to let it die and you know move on to bigger and better things yeah happiness is less about getting everything you want and more about enjoying what you already have like Mm -hmm. are you on that path right yeah no definitely I feel like I was just I'm here for the journey and whatever it brings along so what do you do to stay true to yourself well 
Funny you should ask. I get up, pray about my day and thank God for what I have. Then I go into my bathroom, turn on my speaker. It says Bluetooth connected and blast all of my favorite songs and dance to them as I look at myself in the mirror before my shower. That's amazing. So, you know, there's so many women that I know that I've come to meet through my career that won't look at themselves in the mirror. That's pretty powerful stuff. I just feel like you really have to love yourself and love yourself that bad to like want to look at yourself 24-7. Yeah. And people hate that I do that. Like I take the longest to get ready. But I like, it's crazy. Like I, that's just how I start my day. And it gives me such a good confidence boost. So what about you? What do you do? Oh my goodness. Well, I really can share the, you know, the beauty of music and how it can just lift the spirit. But I'm actually pretty much an offline kind of person. When I'm not working, um, I'm just spending time with family. And what I really enjoy doing is just going to the sea and just floating. I just think that floating in the sea, that feeling of weightlessness and nothingness is just so purifying. It just helps you reset and get back to yourself. So what can you do if you can't make it to the beach or like if it's raining or something that day? Like how do you stay true to yourself? Girl, I do it in the bathtub. (laughs) We love it. We love it. I love it. Yep. That you, this is perfect. Any time that you spend with yourself or outdoors, I mean, outdoors, grounding yourself, listening to the birds, listening to the rain. That's great, but why when you just do it in your bathtub? Yeah. (laughs) The ocean is your bathtub. I love that. Even if you're in your New York City apartment or Toronto apartment, you know where to go. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. And I guess that means I know what I'm doing later. Guys, I'm going in the bathtub. This episode is produced by Mark Newton at No Mystery Studio, along with Just Saying Productions and music by King Bubba. We'll be back with another great episode soon. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.